If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland, a mysterious, all-powerful character, but a crusader for law. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. I'm not going to sing the song. I was going <laughs> to... <laughs> you want to get a sued? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Shh. Uh, but listen, you know, you know the lyrics, you know the tune. Uh, we're talking about spectacular Spider-Man, spectacular, spectacular Spider-Man. It's really good. Uh, this was a, a TV series that ran uh, from 2008 to 2009. Mm-hmm. Two it seasons, has two seasons, episodes. 26 episodes. Uh, and of course, one of the doomed projects, as is every project, apparently, that has uh, created by, or at least developed for television by, co-created, by the way, uh, Greg Wiseman. Um, what who, did that man do that all of his stuff is so thoroughly cursed? It, it was I, Gargoyles, right? It was Gargoyles. Well, you know what it might, you know what it might have been? And he, because he, he got, he was awarded accolades and success maybe too early because when he started, he was on Gummy Bears. Yeah. Bouncing here and, and so, there and everywhere. And that was a big show. I, you, our, our younger viewers might not remember, but let me tell you something. That show was something else, next level, and was incredibly popular. And it was part of like the media empire of like, it had action figures, it had coloring books, it had shrinky dinks, mm-hmm. it had toys, and it had everything. And a hit show that lasted way longer than I would have ever imagined. Uh, and of course, right, a rich... Writers cut their teeth there. Oh yeah, and a rich, thick, creamy mythology that you like you could you could pour over syrup so <laughs> so dense and rich that mythology was. Uh, and then afterwards, of course, gargoyles, which uh, from what I understand, he actually used the impetus like you can you can draw parallels between like some of the the gummy bears and the corresponding gargoyles yeah. thereof. And I'm like, oh my God, but uh, yeah, uh, and also Spectacular Spider-Man, which, of course, was a I believe it was a Sony project. Yes, it was. In fact, that's probably the biggest reason that it ended up getting axed. It was a casualty of the Sony Disney Marvel tug of war dick measuring contest because it had done good, had gotten lots of accolades. And from what I understand, was selling better merch than Young Justice was selling, which died under similar circumstances. Yes, yes, it did. I, I, I do recall uh, the spectacular Spider-Man action figure line and mm-hmm. uh, seeing them adorning the shelves. We have a couple of figures here. Collector's items now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that because there's the thing we've we've noticed that the hashtag save spectacular Spider-Man has been uh, trending. It's been circulating the mm-hmm. web. Haha. <laughs> And uh, we'll talk a little bit about why uh, Spectacular Spider-Man is so beloved. We're going to take your questions. Of course, this show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, ask a question or share why you love Spectacular Spider-Man with a super chat. The proceeds go to continue this whole enterprise. Uh, and, of course, we're going to talk about whether or not Spectacular Spider-Man can slash should be saved mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and you know maybe hopefully using the hashtag to kind of get some eyes on a couple of other ideas besides saving a show from literally like 11 years ago. I know, which goddamn, I feel so freaking old that that was so long ago now. (laughs) Yeah. Like I remember when the show launched because I caught a, uh, an episode of it. People were tweeting at me even then being like, you got to watch spectacular Spider-Man. And I'm like, no, no more. Like I'm, I'm done with, with superhero animation. I'm done with cartoons. Like I was too late for young justice. I'm not, I'm not jumping in on this. 
I was and, much uh, in the same boat. I think I caught one by accident in a hotel one time, and it was the first Shocker episode. And I'm like, and I'm like, hey, this is different. How come that isn't Herman? Sh- Wait, the Enforcers. Wait, what? This is yeah. okay. There might be something here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if and if you caught it like at the beginning, and I don't mean like the beginning episode or like when it first aired, but rather at the beginning of the episode itself, uh, and watched through the amazing theme song, which when I first heard it was like, this is not gonna <laughs> work. And before the end of it, I'm like, spectacular. It's like singing <laughs> it's along with earworm. it. There's a great moment in the show when i think security guards or something or or enforcers are like yeah it's ox who does it yeah he's like nah, 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 nah. it is catchy <laughs> and i'm like yeah yeah it is you, i like your self-referential humor that's great and i didn't but, think anything could ever live up to radioactive spider blood nah, 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 i think nah, nah, anything nah. could beat that like for me <laughs> you know i uh, i grew up in a vacuum there was this funny period and i think you can like define a generation based on like the 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 dearth of stuff when it came to star Wars and Spider-Man mm-hmm. uh, or comics really, where they told you like, listen, I grew up in a world where they were making the new nineties cartoon. The old cartoons had come and gone. And the only way you can get them is at video stores, not for rent, but to buy. And yeah. they were from an outdated company. So you can get them for like $40 a tape. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and of course, the trades are always talking about how, you know, if they make a Spider-Man movie, which they won't because it's impossible, <laughs> it'll be really bad because Michael Jackson wants to play Spider-Man. You know, and it's like, OK, then I just need to like stay just like Star Wars, where it's like George is never going to make sequels. <laughs> and the prequels were like a rumor. And that's it. And And of course, George was like, no, not a lot of merch. You can get like model kits. You could get like maybe a couple of applause statues. And then, you know, Shadows of the Empire came out. And I think that was George being like, do people want more Star Wars? Let's find out if they'll buy all this shit. <laughs> I could use more money. And of course they did. And we all enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, there was this really weird period of time where it was like there was nothing. And if you were a Spider-Man fan like me, you had to go out and find like find Spider-Man. And so I had like tapes of the 70s movie slash TV oh, crap, yeah. uh, which you know, is objectively boring and terrible. (laughs) Like, again, it's almost a feat where it's like, how did you make Spider-Man boring? Yeah, like, it doesn't take much to, like, make it work, and they didn't do it. Uh, And, of course, there were the cartoon shows, the first one from 81, and then the next one from 82 or 83, uh, Spider-Man, and then, of course, his amazing friends, Mm -hmm. um, two different voice actors, neither of them having any, um, you know, anything in the way of tension or plot uh, but still I, I i i took them all and i enjoyed them all and then the 90s spider-man came and i was like this is exactly what i want the first episode of course the lizard episode yeah. amazing stuff and then you could see like the sensors come in and ruin the show the cheap choppy animation the cyclical plot lines the constant stream of like you know will they won't they of any kind and it's like okay like sins of the father part 908 i know like, it's 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 so funny i never felt that until i went back and rewatched it when it was right. like all on netflix the first time where i'm like no this is great you know this was you know this was my soap opera as a kid this and x-men the animated X-Men. series and batman you know oh you know that was the holy trinity it's like oh no batman aged really well this age not great <laughs> especially if you compare them like Basically. batman the animated series 
of course, paved the way for some groundbreaking, amazing superhero animation. X-Men, of course, was like, we're doing something else. Like, we are going to lean into the soap opera nature of the X-Men. And good idea. Uh, and by the way, they don't escape unscathed. The animation is a little choppy throughout that show. And then, of course, the last season is just like, might as well just not. There's, there's a fair amount of, ooh, this was better in my head. This was, I remembered this better than it was. Yes. And uh, the, the, the the best thing you can say about, about the 90s Spider-Man show was the voice acting is Mwah. Yeah, it is. Kingpin, Doc Ock, Spider-Man, Felicia oh, Hardy, uh, everyone in that. Of course, Morbius. No one can, if anyone <laughs> thinks of Morbius, they think, I don't know what that is, or Blas Felicia. <laughs> so good. Man, if Jared Leto doesn't do that, then what's even the point, right? I know, I know. I'm, I'm actually really da- disappointed. We're not going to get, like, hand suckers, nor is Black Cat going to be in it. And by the way, Black Cat has nothing to do with comic book Morbius, mm-hmm. but, like, Culturally speaking, all he does is opine for, you know, for Felicia and, of course, Plasma. But uh, by the time Spectacular came around, it was like, okay, well, you know, because there was a redheaded stepchild that came between Spider-Man. Ah, the MTV one. No, no, no. There's two then. Oh, crap. Because then there was because there's Spider-Man from 94 and then there's Spider-Man Unlimited. Oh, yes, where it's like, let's just do Batman Beyond. Let's just do, let's let's take our, our, our rejected Spider-Man 2099 pitch and then just morph it into whatever the hell this is. Literally, Tiffany, Ben, and I watched the pilot for Spider-Man Unlimited the oh, other right. day. It's horrible. Man, I remember vividly, and this is seared into my mind, waking up early Saturday morning when that premiered, and I'm like, oh yeah, more Spider-Man, Spider-Man, hell yeah, it's been so long, it's yep. gonna be just as good as I remember. That's like, oh, oh, he's taken off into space, huh? Oh, hey, it's the Venom and Carnage Simit. Why why are they working together? That's that's not how the show, and now Nick Fury's here with a jetpack. Yep. Oh boy, this, this just keeps going, and okay, so he's gonna stay on this alien planet now, huh? Oh, I don't need the to get high evolutionary. Anymore. That's yep. your villain. Yep. Tiger people with hilarious name. Not just one. T- there's one. Only one tiger man. His name is Tiger. Uh, but, you know, they're all they all have terrible names. Jennifer Hale is underutilized. She plays both Mary Jane and I think the rat woman. Yes. Um, but anyway, good old rat woman. <laughs> that sucks. Then they made the movies. And of course, like set the world on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, MTV is like, we got to get in on this shit. Get Neil Patrick Harris to play Spider-Man in the MTV and CG animated show, which was which is like okay lisa loeb is mary jane inspired casting yeah uh but uh you know it, it came and went it had its time great idea by the way they made michael clark duncan kingpin in that was that very show. cool i was like hey i know him uh i don't like that movie but i do know that i but i do like michael clark duncan as kingpin. i like we can all agree that he was cool and he got a moment here yeah exactly uh but then after that it was like okay well i think we're good spectacular comes on the scene and of course a couple of us slept on it and until it until i heard the the rumbles i I couldn't ignore it anymore and like early youtube was like throwing me clips yeah and uh and i watched like it was probably the shocker clip because i vividly remember shocker having like a you know texan accent or whatever accent yeah yeah i'm montana because i'm montana like and I remember being like, that ain't shocker, but I really like what you're doing with it. And it it only it took very little to hook me onto Spectacular. Same. 
but Josh Keaton playing Spider-Man is really good. He's really good. In and both roles. You know, he uh, that's right. His Peter Parker as Spider-Man. He does he's not quite he's doing a little bit of like a Kevin Conroy. They're two different voices, but he's more confident large, as Spider-Man because he comes into himself only when he has the mask on. Exactly. Uh but that was really, really solid. The voice acting was great. The writing is so sharp. Arc-based storytelling from a man who mastered it in other things. And that's the thing. If you watch like previous iterations of animated Spider-Man, there are there are peaks and valleys. There's things that work. There's things that don't. You know, like comic book accurate characters in the '80s Spider-Man cartoon. Green Goblin has never looked like Green Goblin in any visual, you know, moving form except that show. Both yep. those shows. Um, but, you know, eh, I kind of like both of those voice actors for that. But uh, maybe it could be nostalgia talking. But uh, voice acting, pretty high. Story, mm, pretty pretty, pretty one-dimensional, if yep. not, like, no-dimensional. Uh, 90s Spider-Man, story's there. Maybe a little too much story. Mm, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe... Yeah. It's and not, you couldn't punch anyone, as you told me, which shattered my whole world because I never considered it until you're like, oh, my God, he doesn't punch anybody. Yeah. Oh, but but uh, oh, but I will uh, head off the one commenter that says, yes, he does punch the. But yes, he he has to pivot and kick. He webs a lot. Uh, the sensors are all over that. No guns or at least if they are guns, they're laser weapons. It's it's not uh, the irony isn't lost on me that the end of that show is also the clone saga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, but spectacular. I think it's it's that Goldilocks thing. It's just they, they get the balance of story, character, acting and and universe building. Yeah, a lot of comic like, book deep pulls and references from people who are clearly fans, because why else would you put Blackie Gaxton in the show unless you were a fan? Seriously, why would you? start with the big man yeah or with tombstone like such a good idea by the way just a quick aside about tombstone i remember being like so that's that's keith david yes and then i looked it up and it was like no no no, it's kevin michael richardson and i'm like no it's no it's keith david i find out both actors played him throughout the show's history wow <laughs> and i'm like what uh which is you know hilarious Again, but, nice uh, Gargoyles connection as well. Great. Yeah, and you know that was like... That, on one hand, you assume Wiseman's like, we gotta call Keith David, but on another, it's like, I mean, it's Tombstone. Just get Keith David. <laughs> he's scary. He's cool. He's got the voice. It's perfect. It just sells it right away. Because you gotta... You, you never see Tombstone in anything. No. Yes, he does appear in the 90s cartoon, but... Quite a lot. It, it, to, to, to little effect. <laughs> Yeah, to make him an actual serious villain. And also to make lemonade out of lemons in the, oh, fuck, we can't have Kingpin anymore. Because again, more Sony, Fox, Marvel, Dickery. He's in the Daredevil catalog. So we got to think on our feet. Okay, well, let's do the big man. Oh, we're going to do Frederick Foswell. No, that'll be Tombstone. But Frederick Foswell will be in the show in yes. his role as a journalist. And in fact, he'll be trying to catch the big man. What a great idea. What a great execution. Uh the other thing, of course, when you talk about comics and having its roots, the other thing that blew my mind was, to my knowledge, first time I ever saw Steve Ditko's name in any credits when it came to Spider-Man. But most important, when it op when the sh when the theme song ends, it says Spider-Man created by Steve Ditko and Stan Lee. Yeah, you might be right. Holy shit! And I was like, that, right away, I was like, they're giving credit to Ditko now. 
unlike much of Ditko's colleagues like Jack Kirby or Bill Finger, <laughs> Ditko very much got a lot of like recognition for his work. I don't mean he necessarily got it financially, but I never didn't know his name. I always knew that Ditko was mm -hmm. a co-creator of Spider-Man. I always knew that Ditko was responsible for the suit. I do know that Ditko was responsible for like the look and for the, you know, how Spider-Man's not like all big, like a Kirby creation. Yeah. Um, but it was really nice to see. And I had always heard, I don't know this to be true, but it's just a rumor that I had always heard that, that Stan Lee was like, give it to Ditko, like put it on there. Hmm. I don't know if that's true. I highly doubt it. But I like to think. I want to believe that Stanley was like, it's time. We've made like 19 Spider-Man cartoons. Put Steve's <laughs> name on at least one of them. And why not the best one? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, a show that's filled with so many interesting things. Because again, because this show was caught in kind of an interesting little in-between period, we get no other references to any other Marvel properties, but yet they make it work and actually repurpose other stuff from Spider-Man history and mythology to kind of fill in the gaps in really interesting ways. Absolutely. No, the, the world building in Spectacular is amazing because, and I'll tell you this, Spectacular manages to be an isolated bubble of Spider-Man, mm -hmm. but you can believe that all the other Marvel stuff is happening oh, yeah. elsewhere because every story is a perfect Spider-Man story. It is a, yes. it is about Spidey and most importantly about Peter Parker. There's a lot of high-flying superheroics, a lot of fun action mm -hmm. sequences, but if you scroll through it, there's always, not in equal parts, but always an equally weighty Mm -hmm. Peter Parker plot in there. How does he balance his life? How does he balance being a superhero? Who are the women in his life? Again, you know, Spider-Man's love life yep. takes center stage in that show. Again, we oh, just don't time. have love triangles. You have love, love quadrangles. Hexagonals. You got all kinds of agonals going on in Spidey's love life. And oh, yeah. of course, right there at the at the end is 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 poor Gwen, who is like I think given more character than she's ever seen yes. in any version of fiction. <laughs> Very much. In fact, they asked Wiseman where it's like, so if you got a season three, would you have killed her? Would you have done any of that stuff? And he's like, no, we would never have killed Gwen on the show. We would have actually kept her alive. We like her too much. And I'm like, interesting. I want to live in that universe, actually, where Gwen actually sticks around. Now, that being said, just because he says he doesn't kill her doesn't mean they didn't have something planned like, oh, yeah, she fell off the bridge and went into a coma or something. Right, right. Or like the previous animated series, uh, she falls off a bridge and into a portal and is lost <laughs> in another dimension. God, I forgot about the portal. Holy shit. I can't believe they ended that show on a high note being like, I'm going to go into another dimension and find Mary Jane. I'm like, that is not, that is not a closure for me. <laughs> but um, of course, the testament to the fact that they were able to set the show in like an intimate bubble, but mm. still make you believe that you could be, in the greater Marvel universe was its inclusion and late and subsequent retconning in the equally excellent Marvel animated show that was happening at the same time. Yep. Earth's mightiest heroes. The Avengers part. cartoon is the justice league unlimited in terms of the distillation of story, character and teams and the universe at large in visual story form outside yeah. of comics outside of comics um but of course in the along came a spider episode and new avengers episode they cast 
Keaton as Spider-Man in both those episodes. Mm -hmm. And after the Sony Marvel bullshit, uh, they recast or dubbed over him with uh, with their new Ultimate Spider-Man, which is a travesty because uh, because Keaton is now my favorite Spider-Man. Although I will say I thought it was Keaton when they first released the teaser for PS4 Spider-Man. And oh, yeah, it was Yuri. Uh, By the way, Yuri Lowenthal. Amazing. Great job. Uh, equal, I'd say the the two titans of of Spider Man voice acting. Definitely the best video game Spider Man. Easily, uh, head and shoulders, and I, you know, and and, I'm, and this is coming from an Activision two thousand Spider Man fan. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Alex Cash says, uh, "Can't wait to be ex- can't can't stay be excellent to each other." Well, thank you, Alex. Uh, we'll see you on the repeat. Uh, Anthony Bergamini says, "Just dropping some support while I'm at work." Well, get back to work, Anthony. But thank Appreciate you very much it. for your support, man. Um, Elizabeth Russell says, hey, guys, really enjoy the show. Just wanted to say, in my opinion, Spectacular Spider-Man has the best version of Sandman and Rhino. Yes, very well developed. And there since episode one, again, they make some changes with Rhino. He's not uh, Alexander. He's not Russian anymore. He's not Russian, no. He's more of a New Yorker, which I'm cool with. And yet, man, another dropped subplot that we will sadly never get to see is they were teasing Sandman's turn to the good side. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great uh, character work for both those guys, for every villain. Every villain is given a great opportunity to shine in the show. Very well. What I love is John DiMaggio plays Sandman and he plays Hammerhead. So there's long stretches of show where it's just DiMaggio talking, talking to himself. himself. <laughs> hey, listen, if Seth MacFarlane can do it five different ways from Sunday, mm-hmm. give it to DiMaggio. Uh, Elijah Bowers, woohoo! I'm 24 and I grew up on this show. It was the first good show I can remember that had good character development and proper arcs. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. Well, Elijah, I'm happy to hear that you're able to recognize excellence when you see it because that's just a testament to continuing the trend and trying. It's, it's I think it's why people want to save Spectacular Spider-Man. It's because yeah. they want to see this kind of work. It wouldn't be enough for them to like, let's say, make a comic book spinoff or uh, or 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 save it in name only, but give it to different developers. It wouldn't work. Uh, Yahian Alam says, can we also get a return of Avengers or Mightiest Hero on Disney Plus? Please. A lot of people Uh, want it. Let me tell you something. Now, I promise you, we're going to get to that because I have a whole I have a whole idea going on. Um, But uh, but we'll we'll get to that in a minute. But thank you for your support. We really appreciate it. Um, The captain says, I remember being in the third grade and writing in a journal each Thursday about how I was excited to watch Spectacular Spider-Man on Saturday morning on Kids WB, followed by Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, another uh, show that, like, didn't hit its audience, and uh, I was like... I've never seen that Legion show. I've heard everyone talk about it. And like when I look through the history of DC animation, that's like the one weird blank spot. Like, oh, yeah, they did a Legion of Superheroes show, didn't they? Yeah, I didn't watch it, but I heard it wasn't very great. Uh, So I haven't like run out to watch it. Um, But I will say like it's, you know, I I love that uh, that it was part of some people's Saturday morning you know, recollections and that more people have more love and respect for the Legion now than I did growing up. Cause they're like, I oh, yeah, they're that future star Trek team. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Lame. The guy won both spectacular and young justice came out in time. I thought I was too old for cartoons and man, mm. I wish I could have caught those live. That was me with, with just like unlimited. I was watching, I watched the pilot and was like, Whoa, <laughs> and watched every episode until I went off. Like I, I was away. I was, I was at a, I, I couldn't watch it for whatever reason. And so I just like 
I just catch it. I try to catch it on repeats, but mostly I just uh, I'd find it elsewhere, which I, uh, did not help. I, I remember, too, uh, with Spectacular, but I think like the last four episodes, they got really jerked around by the networks in the States with like, we're not going to air it if it's not, you know, finishing. So they would put it out on Canadian television. Yes. And I remember it was a big deal to like tape trade and, you know, file share the last four episodes off like Teletoon when they aired that i think that's another reason i kind of got into the show too around that time again unfortunately right when it was over yeah. but i was just like "Ooh, so you mean i'm getting four special episodes on my tv that no one else is oh, i better see what this is about then yeah and you know they didn't show anything in america that was getting more views than the than the last four episodes just a waste oh of course not uh connor Derman helping us out thank you very much connor uh and matt Thornton, 90s Batman and Spider-Man were both great and had pros and cons. Batman had better animation and writing. Spider-Man had story arcs and character development. I think if you want to if you want to give it pros and cons, honestly, Spider-Man had like the long played the long game. Boy, did it. But a little too long for my taste. Uh, Drew Torres, I loved Spectacular, but I'll go to my grade defending Ultimate Spider-Man. I'm not saying it's the best, but it was very refreshing and evolved in time. Um, I remember being tricked by the hype of ultimate spider-man same like they kept naming all these people that i wanted to see work on these shows yep yep yep, yep. and the animation for the tests looked really good it did and then, it's much better looking than the one that preceded it yeah but then it just it just clearly became spider-man and his amazing friends it also too it's like oh oh this is not for me like i am so not the target demo for this like they're right. literally stopping to be like hey kids it's nick fury here's everything you need to know about nick fury i'm like yeah but i know i've been reading comics for like 20 plus years i'm well aware of nick fury and his rich i'm like okay you're educating kids who haven't seen it before yeah Fair but enough. you know but what's funny is spectacular spider-man and shows like it could educate you because here's the thing in the comic books they didn't do that shit either if you have good storytellers, they can introduce you to a character and have them in a line or two or in an interaction tell you everything you need to know about that character without having a moment for everyone to say, hey, hit the brakes on this show. I'm going to give you a fucking infographic right now. Like, uh, no. Perfect example. Uh, Gene DeWolf and Stan Carter, who are beat cops in the show, and several times will you hear Stan Carter go, I don't think Spider-Man goes far enough. And I'm like, ooh, that's <laughs> oh, a bad no. guy. should watch out for that guy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, no. away from him. Yep. Yeah. Because his costume, he doesn't need to, to get elaborate. He just needs like a purple, a purple pair of pants. Yep. And there he is. Uh, Girk Pectus, do you remember the scene that made you realize the show was the greatest? For me, it was Tombstone intro. It blew my mind. Love both your channels. Thanks, Girk. Very good. Uh, yeah. I, uh, Joel, I think you said it. I think it was a uh, shocker, right? Uh, yeah, that was the first episode I saw. I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun and interesting. I think, oh God, but what was the scene that made me love? Yeah. Seeing Tombstone beat Spider-Man up is pretty good because you never saw him beat him it's like tombstone's just a dude as far right. as we know obviously we know there's more to it and sadly the show never got into his extra stuff nor did they ever actually admit that he's an albino from harlem no. to the fact to the fact that we he had it. A, yeah the fact that he had an all african-american crew i thought was kind of interesting like okay so you're telling us without telling us exactly exactly well like and, and that's the thing it's like you don't need to show graphic violence or brutality to imply it and in fact like you can get past the idiot censors 
and make something that's actually a little bit more harrowing if you if you if you if you're creative about it. And they you did. And that's the thing is that the showrunners on that on that uh, on that program and the creators, of course, like uh, Wiseman and Victor Cook, they they they're seasoned creators. They know TV. So they knew how to give you a story and to get past all that crap without like putting up with it or, or, or kowtowing to it. They're like, okay, all right. You know, like here are the notes. Okay. All right. I'll get around these. <laughs> yeah. The show too also probably had the best version of Eddie Brock. We had seen basically until Kate's right now. It's like, okay, we're going to steal a little from everything. There's a little That's ultimate right. in there. There's a little other stuff in there. You know, they're going to be spiritual brothers and man, you know, Eddie's like season long arc before he eventually gets to Venom yep. is so interesting. And going back and rewatching the show, I noticed something I never noticed before. And that is, Oh, Eddie tries to do the right thing and be a hero several times throughout <laughs> these episodes, but either Peter or Spider-Man fucks him over every time. So when right. he does go crazy and does eventually take the symbiote at the end, it's like, oh yeah. I mean, he's crazy, but can't say he doesn't have a point. Right. No, I I remember in the intro seeing it for the first time and then seeing the ooze, and I'm like, they can't not do Venom. Mm -hmm. Can't You've help. You've got it. like 900 Spider-Man characters. You don't need to do Venom right now. Uh, but when they introduced Eddie Brock, a la the Batman animated series introduces uh, Harvey Dent before they do Two-Face, um, I was like, oh, you're doing Ultimate. And like you said, they they don't just borrow from Ultimate. They borrow from everything. Like every walk of life, they're just like, because Wiseman's like, well, if it's all Spider-Man, then we're just going to give you, and it's like Earth Mightiest Heroes, just a distilled, condensed version of everything you like about these characters. Eddie Much Brock like is... Exactly. Like Justice League, like Batman, like Earth's Mightiest Heroes, like Spectacular. Uh, Eddie Brock in the comics, when he first was created, one dimensional, barely a character. He's a great design. He's a fun antagonist because he can't be stopped or at the very least he doesn't want to stop. He's totally insane. It's a, it, it, it's admittedly a cool, great character to play against Spider-Man. But when you have a show in 2008, you need more than just he's a jerk. Yeah, you need to have some kind of like reason to care some and pathos. Yeah, and taking the ultimate origin and 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 refining it and 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 kind of like distilling it. Brilliant move. Made Venom interesting and it made it work. I'm sure I'm in. And it it's funny. I have a lot of opinions about the Spider-Man symbiote suit. Uh, you know, I like it a certain way. When they muck with it, I don't like it. You know, it's a great opportunity to play with shadow, and you know, and it's it's iconic because it's literally just two images. It's the eyes and the and and the symbol mm -hmm. against nothing, uh, which I think is really cool. Although there's a video of like James, uh, of uh, of Tim Gunn of Project Broadway yeah, fame being yeah. like, he's like, I don't like this because there's nothing <laughs> to it. Like it's just kind of like it's just Very a logo. Interesting to get his point of view as a fashion designer. Exactly, and I'm like, I don't care about that. But. Uh, that's one of the things the nineties cartoon got right. They're like, that's what it looks like. Do it. And they had like an A team animating that like first episode. Sure so it did. looks really good. Uh, in the Spider-Man three movie and in spectacular, they're like, no, it's just a black version of his costume. But it evolves, though, over time. So in episode one, it's the Spider-Man 3 one. Then as he gets further and further down the rabbit hole and the symbiote seeps into, oh, his web starts disappearing because he yes. starts losing himself and the spider gets bigger. Yeah, yeah. And that is storytelling. That is smart. And it makes it. And, and so you can have your cake and eat it, too. You could imagine Sony being like, we need synergy. Make it. If you're going to do the symbiote, it's got to look like the movie symbiote. Mm -hmm. And it's like, OK, OK, yeah, we could do that for now. 
And by the time we've roped in the audience, mm-hmm. you won't care what he looks like as long as they're watching. And the execution of the Venom arc is the best portrayal of Venom outside of the comics from, from the classic era. And it's this amazing marriage between like ultimate Venom and classic Venom because one of the things I love about the Michelinie McFarlane Spider-Man versus Venom and, and mm. to lesser extent the, the Larson stuff, but like is that feeling of hopelessness. Yeah. Like there's, there's a moment in one of the stories where Spider-Man has to stay in like a divey hotel <laughs> because he knows that Venom knows where he lives and every other yeah. haunt of his. So he's just like, he's just constantly on the defense and constantly like on the run oh yeah and that that hopelessness of he could be around any corner and he doesn't trigger my spider sense is palpable in the comic and this is the first and only time i've ever seen it done right they capture it so good they we are poisoned it so to well. peter parker and spider-man we're venom when we get to the the balloon uh the macy's day parade finale, uh, finale you know it's it is so cathartic for him to beat venom even though you know he's not gone for long Oh, of course not. Yeah, got good I stuff. I, I love the Maze Day too because it actually lets his high school friends have something to do in yes. the plot. Like, oh, we didn't get forget about them. They're important too. They have their own little arcs that are going on. By the time we get there, it was never in doubt. You know what I mean? Like by the time we get to the Macy's Day plot, I'm like, oh, well, I know that Flash is going to do something. Gwen's going to do something. Mary Jane's going to do something. Mm-hmm. I think that Mary Jane might be the weakest out of the whole cast. It's in this show they were building up to something they never got to build up with it's like no she's here she's a wrench in it. she's a confidant she's this that and the other don't worry mm-hmm. we're we're gonna get there eventually with her and they never got to. her biggest thing was in the last season when she got to do the midsummer's night dream because yes. oh because she's an actress and everything and she comes to peter's school because they got a good theater program mm-hmm. that's cool yeah yeah i just feel like they never really like the 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 will they won't they romance between Peter and Gwen is mm. the reason to watch. Yeah, it's like the reason to it. care. Like you know, because it's it's just it's every '90s rom, like teen rom com. He likes the cheerleader, but he should like his friend. Mm-hmm. And you know, you got that. But but Liz isn't a jerk either. No, Liz is very well done. She very easily could have been written way weaker than she was. Hey, also too, colorblind animation casting for many of the characters. Roderick Kingsley is a black guy, so why not? Oh, yeah, yeah. Liz is Hispanic. Uh, There's a lot of, like, great choices when it comes to the casting. I do like that they also were like, nah, but some of them you need to preserve. Like, Flash Thompson should be a blonde-haired white boy. (laughs) Yeah, dopey white, who, again, gets a weird amount of development as that show goes on from being just a villain to doing something during the Macy's Day Parade to hurting himself to actually getting their state victory taken away when he realizes that Harry was on drugs. Oh, my God, they got the Harry on drugs story in here. They managed to put to fit that in there, too. Harry's development's amazing. Finding out the the, the origin of the Green Goblin, the voices for Green Goblin, everyone's voices. Norman's great. Harry's great. Goblin's great. All three different voices. Yes, which, man, they 
they do some really interesting stuff with the goblin in this show and really make Norman the perfect asshole that he is in the comics. It's like, no, I gaslit my whole song. I gaslit the audience for two whole seasons. You thought it was him, but it was actually me. But you didn't think it was me because I was being evil out of the costume too. So I tricked you really well. <laughs> Where unlike in the other versions, Norman's like, oh no, I'm a good man, but I have schizophrenia and everything. No, yeah. I was always an asshole yeah, in the no. costume out of it. Yeah, I'm a jerk. I just find the costume convenient. Yeah. Uh, Tevia says, I love Spectacular Spider-Man because it combines the ultimate comics and main comics, but did it better. Plus, did Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy justice. Mm. I think a lot of people will agree with you on that one. Arachnovolt, can't stick around mm. for the live show, but I'm so thrilled to see you talking about Spectacular Spider-Man or the best Spider-Man show. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much, Arachnovolt. Uh, Scarlet Hottie, the way things like Spider-Man or Spectacular and Earth's Mightiest Heroes trim the hedges and streamline the stories fascinates me to no end. Mm. Sometimes that hindsight can end up strengthening themes and characters like Pym or Vulture. True. For my money, best version of Hank Pym in fiction is Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Hank Pym. Uh, Dakari Garman, say the title Say the title and had to be here, saw the title and had to be here and donate. Well, thank you very much, man. Spectacular Spider-Man, 90 Spider-Man, Raimi Spider-Man, all the reasons why I love Spider-Man. That's great, man. It's funny because Spider-Man is such a icon across media that it was, for me, it was the costume I saw in the comics and the comics themselves. And then all the other stuff is gravy. Like yeah. the, the first movie, seeing it in theaters and being like, they got him kind of right. I love yeah. this. I know. When the shows uh, do something kind of like a, akin to the comics, I'm like, yeah. Uh, but some people are like, I first heard about Spider-Man when I, when I saw the movie. And it's like, if it gets you here, I don't care how, what, what road you take. <laughs> well, uh, welcome. Yes. Justin Coe with the mustache. Quick tangent because of Josh Keaton. If I had a nickel for every time a former voice actor for Spider-Man voiced Electro, I'd have three nickels. Not yeah. a lot, but really weird. It, it is keeps happening. Weird. It is strange. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. It could have been that it happened like once and somebody else recognized it and was like, uh, this will be funny. And then by the third one, they're like, oh, no, it's a tradition now. Josh Keaton, who also got to be Black Spider in Young Justice. Again, Wiseman tagging himself. Again, we also see the gargoyles throughout uh, Spectacular Spider-Man and Young Justice in the background as well. Which we should. Uh, Brandon Musha, do you guys think about... What do you guys think about a cartoon adaptation of the entire Ultimate Spider-Man run on Disney Plus, like an anime adap adaptation of manga? Uh, Spectacular Spider-Man has me wishing for another good Spider-Man cartoon. Would be a big undertaking. It would be a big undertaking. I... I think that a, a straight adaptation of Ultimate Spider-Man, one, you can't use the name anymore because it would be confused with the other show. Yep. Two, I don't, I think it might be a little too like real slash like dated. You know, you'd have to adapt it to the point where uh, like you can't kill Gwen with with Carnage on, on, on that. Or maybe you could, but it's be, I don't know. It, it, it's, I feel like it's a little, it's a little, it's a little more complicated than just like issue one is episode one issue two is episode two. like it's not going to work that way it's, it's funny to think too ultimate spider-man was so topical when it was made where it's like no we're doing it now that if you adapted it now in 2021 it's like what the fuck is this yeah well that that book is 20 years old God damn. <laughs> uh sam nichols hope you guys are doing well we are man hope hey. you are too thank you very much uh and i will catch up uh as we go but uh let me see is the the quips in this show made me like just i think that's what got me what would hook Solid me joke writing yeah right like the joke writing was funny and organic and honest and like it's funny because i'd watch um when i've seen the 90s cartoon with with this with the comic pop crew 
there are a couple of, uh, of of great quips or jokes that I love that just just hit me right in my heart, and make me mm-hmm. feel really good. But they they hear them and they're just total groaners. Of course, uh, the first one with the lizard when he hears that the lizard was a myth, and then he he's like, ah, I heard he, he's just a myth. Then he finds the footprint and he goes, Oh, maybe I was myth taken. <laughs> I wow. think that's great. That's, that's that, I, that feels <laughs> I that, that feels Spider Man to me. Um, they Definitely were like care. they were like shut up. <laughs> like they were so mad at me for making them hear it. Uh, there's another one where it's uh, when Spider Man is uh, is is accused. I think it's the Hydra Man episode. He's accused of being a thief, and uh, the uh, the security guard goes, "Spider Man really is the thief." And Spider Man goes, "Great, Jameson will be having Spider Man really is the thief T-shirts by mid afternoon." Just good stuff. Uh, just really funny but like that's two i remember out of like four seasons of that show <laughs> spectacular spider-man amazing unbelievable quips when he's fighting so, shocker and he says don't mock me and he says i'm a mock i'm a i'm a mocker i mock i'm also a puller a tugger <laughs> <laughs> and with that accent i would have thought rodeo class <laughs> yeah like he's he's fun i i do and then of course the thing is he's 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 constantly quipping and then when he gets the symbiote and he doesn't quip when he's mm-hmm. silent, it makes it scarier and more that interesting. There's something wrong. Yeah, uh, Octavius even says so. Uh, something finally stopped your infernal quips. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, of course Spider-Man defeating the symbiote. You know, you could just put him in the bell tower, but having him mentally beat Venom with his heart. Just, I was like. What is this? I think that might have been the moment where I was like, holy crap. The fact that they waited to the end of the show to even touch on an origin yeah. was really good. And the only time we see Uncle Ben, and it's Ed Asner. Yeah, who, of course, played J. Jonah Jameson in the uh, 90s cartoon. Great choice for, uh, for 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 Uncle Ben, particularly in voice. Um, Uber Bus Dubs says, hey, guys, dropping in. What's your wish list for season three? Villains, character arcs and so on. I think that's a good this time as any. Uh, what were some what were some abandoned plot threads from Spectacular that we never got any closure for? So I have, a, I have a whole list here, actually, because I rewatched it. it right before we started. So Miles Warren took over the NYU lab and yeah. uh, ousted uh, poor, poor uh, Kurt Connors, who is only the lizard once in the show. Never mm-hmm. again. Mm. which i appreciate because like lizard's one of those characters he's not the hulk like he doesn't want to be lizard anymore and how many lizard stories can you really do supposedly there was supposed to be like a series of dvd movies because another cool thing about spectacular spider-man is it's we're literally watching a year in the life so you know season one ends at thanksgiving then we're in winter and christmas and new year time and i forget uh where season two ends but yeah we're following a year mm-hmm. yeah i think uh, it's the end of the year maybe it might be starting up in summer again i don't know right apparently there was supposed to be a dvd movie wiseman said that took place during summer vacation where they all would have gone to florida because kirk is living there now trying to find a cure for electorate i'm like oh you don't send the lizard to florida and don't have him become <laughs> the lizard again agreed agreed so that was one uh also again miles warren the jackal experimenting with mammalian Ugh. DNA. He's the guy who helps Craven become a monster in this version, which I don't know if I loved Catman Craven. I, I, I don't, but I get it. Like I understand the motivation because I know people are like, he's just a guy. If he, you know, if he if Spider-Man punches him, it's over, which is like a great reference in the Ultimate Spider-Man like sh- comic book. Um but yeah, yeah. I I, I don't 
unlike uh, some of my friends in the industry, I don't care enough about Craven one way or the other. So like, go ahead, turn him into a cat, man. I like him better when he's just a guy, Same. but like make him a cat, man. Cause that first fight scene they have together is awesome. Like, I think it was more awesome than they wanted it to be. <laughs> right. So when he does become a cat, it's like, Oh, he's just a big cat. Man. At least make him like a wear cat so he can turn it on and off whenever he wants. That, I, I would, I would take that. I take wear cat. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, what else was there? Oh, Eddie Brock loses the symbiote and clearly gets sent off to Ravencroft asylum where we know Cletus Cassidy already is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would set Eddie on the path towards redemption. Quite possibly. It, it gives you a fun opportunity to see the spectacular Spider-Man version of Carnage. Yes, which would be really interesting because, again, would they have to sidestep a lot of the murder like they did in the 90s show and be like, oh, he's just draining people's protein. Yeah, he's not killing people, but it's basically killing people. And that's the thing is, like, I think there's enough rich history with Spider-Man, there's literally 90, like there are three decades of Spider-Man stories with Spider-Man villains before we get to symbiotes slash carnage. Mm -hmm. You don't need to go car. You don't need to try. Like, how are we going to make this, this multi, like this, this, this serial killer work in our children's cartoon? Like (laughs) don't just don't. It's always an option. No one's going to be happy with it. Like no one's going to like, Carnage is a psychopathic murderer who makes like edged weapons out of his body and he's killed thousands of people, including his own like parents. Like, no, just just don't do Carnage. But I guess in this show, in in, in our fantasy world, if you're making direct to DVD movies or or, you know, digital download versions of these movies, yeah, you could probably get away with him being like you, you could imply it. I'd ask Wiseman what to do. How would you fix Carnage? How do you make Carnage work in your in your world? Because that's the thing, too. They could always just reinvent it from the ground up is what they yeah. do. Oh, yeah. 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 Because yeah. like but but at the same time, of course, you do get like redemption for Eddie. You get the lethal protector angle and that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that would be interesting. Also, too, I think they could have done uh, Maximum Carnage, too, because we have Silver Sable in the show. He was collecting like a series of characters who could very easily have been a team for him, including John Jameson, who does not become the man wolf in this show. <laughs> no. So that's something they fix. Where it's like, hey, does he become a werewolf because he went in space? No, no. He gets like super strength we'll call him captain jupiter there we go okay <laughs> um i would that was I'll, a sad episode he went nuts his parents have to send him to ravencroft and we never get a conclusion to that story. no that's kind of rough um there are some villains that never show up that you could easily cover uh we never get hydra man which like we do I, see morris bench though we do see morris bench so we could get a we, we don't get mac gargan the scorpion we hear him on the phone. That's the one reference we get to him, exactly. but never see him. Which is interesting because we get every other heavy hitter, every other Sinister Six uh, equivalent character, and Molten Man. Because I guess Wiseman was a fan of Molten Man, <laughs> probably. Or he's just he's just fun to animate. And because uh, Liz Allen was already on the show, it's like, hey, you know, she has a brother who's a supervillain, right? <laughs> oh, cool. You know, that's that's where that comes from. Uh, but I will say that uh, you know I really liked the use of Tombstone. And I love that he was like a kind of like almost season long antagonist behind the scenes. Very Um, much so. I would like to see a season of the Hobgoblin. 
which we knew they were building up to because Roderick Kingsley was trying to get his hands on some Osborne tech. And with Osborne dead slash missing at the end of that, it's like, oh, now it's time for me to swoop on in. Exactly. Would have been fine by me to get a spectacular hobgoblin in there. Would they have done like a season long arc with that of like, who is the hobgoblin? Because again, we had, we had dead leads. We had all these other characters. I think, yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think, why not? Right. I'd be uh, down. We'll get to more in a minute, but uh, John Carlos, I love that a lot of the villains were in the show before they became villains. Like the master plus the master planner storyline was great. Agreed. Cannot believe they adapted and adapted the moment everyone loves at the end that even Homecoming did, where he's got to lift the heavy thing. Yep. Schmoll twenty one. I'd be hyped as hell. uh, Or or ASF if they somehow included Spectacular into the Spider Verse movies. Oh man! Thanks for the great content. Well, Sony does own it. Oh man. Come on, guys, do it. It would cost you nothing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh Cowdery, all I want is a serialized adaptation of Ultimate. I mean, if it's everyone in this show, I take it more. I think the work has been made. The the, the, the groundwork has been made for these characters. Uh, You could just easily spin it out into the next next season, the next generation, the next iteration. but uh, but I hear you. I'm, I'm not dismissing it. Uh, Stuart McNally. Hey, Sal and Joel. Hope you're taking care of yourselves. Trying. I am you <laughs> trying my best. <laughs> uh, Spec is easily my favorite screen Spidey thus far. And yet somehow got another disappointing cliffhanger ending like the 90s and the early 2000s shows. Yeah. They, I mean, like Spider-Man never they no Spider-Man anything ends on a and he lived happily ever after. So it's mm. always inevitable. Uh, so. You know, you're going to get that no matter what, like in any version of Spider-Man, it's going to end with like, uh, they're going to they're going to tease something else. Weissman also said apparently he would do Mr. Negative in the future because he had take plan- that. It planned it out for five seasons, 65 episodes. And I'm like, yeah, all right. Once you introduce all the classic villains, which you were very close to, you got to expand beyond there. And yeah, you could do some interesting stuff with Mr. Negative. Yet another guy who tries to take the big man crown for himself. Exactly. Uh, you could have also introduced the Kingpin at some point. Could they have again? Because I don't know if that was tied up in the weird. So I, I think that afterwards, I think it's like if the show had survived long enough, like if the show had gotten five seasons, I think not only would you have gotten multiple, like I think Iron Man would have shown up in that show. Mm, true enough. I Because josh keaton's spider-man was in avengers or mightiest heroes so like we know that at least behind the scenes they were kind of winking and nodding about what universe everything was taking place in even if they couldn't necessarily mm-hmm. reference it directly yeah yeah and i think that if that were the case they're like no well, just you know the iron the, the suit will look a little different because like it's our show but like we're gonna get the same guy <laughs> to yeah, play iron, iron man has lots of different suits anyway exactly uh, Super Pooper secretly watching at work. Good for you. <laughs> Keep it quiet. This is my favorite Spider-Man ever of any medium. Surprisingly great shocker and Craven. Stay spectacular. You too, Aww. Super Pooper. Yeah, every version is like a is like a tried and true good. Like no one is like, oh, they really screwed up on Mysterio. Like, no, yeah. even Mysterio gets a cool uh story. Yeah, gets a couple. Uh, they did two Sinister Six stories in this, and they're both really good and pay homage to different incarnations of the team. Yeah, yeah. And you could keep doing that as you introduce new villains, because that's what they did. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, Crimson Comet 98, I've met and become good friends with Greg Guler and Victor Cook. They said they'd jump on it so quick. They said Carnage would definitely have been in it. Well, you got it. You heard it from secondhand horse's mouth. Thank you very much. Because, yeah, everyone gives uh, Greg Wiseman all the credit, but it was co-made with Victor Cook as well, who also has a very impressive filmography of animated shows and everything. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Dr. Mad, my favorite show of all time. Love the episode set in the church where Spider-Man tries to remove the symbiote. A unique way to tell a classic story. Agreed. They 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 made it their own. They really did. And even some other stuff that they made uh, that was different. Uh, Silver Sable and Silvio Man Freddy slash Silver Man are father and daughter now. That's Why not? Good synergy. Felicia Hardy and the Cat Burglar are related now where I'm like, whoa, that's yeah. really cool. That's a good idea. Agreed. Uh, furthermore, Felicia Hardy slash Black Cat is the, like, such an excellent depiction of Black Cat. Yes. And a little I, older than Peter, which I appreciate. It's such a good idea. It's very ultimate, but, like, works. And we I, never I like see her out of the costume, do we? No. And I'd love to, I, I love the, the like, in my head canon, like, she's a high school dropout. Like, uh, she, like she would be, like, Eddie's age. Yeah. I went to you the know? school of hard knocks. I didn't need no education. Exactly. Uh, but that she's not like, it wouldn't be weird if they dated, Mm-mm. you know, it's not like robbing the cradle, like where it yeah. is an ultimate, but like it's yeah. I, I, I really liked their interactions. That, that scene where she's just like, you know, cats don't cats don't kill spiders. We just bat them around. I'm like, yeah, ah, that's uh, oh, they're, when they're up on the tall building and her rope line and his web and they're just like you know spinning around and around that like him being kind of like tempted by her and unapologetically interested mm-hmm. is like so honest and fun like i was like this is this is good this is working very uh trisha helfer plays her she's great. yeah she's really good uh, rusky 910 that show was my introduction to tombstone so when he showed up at a street gangster in the comics or a biker <laughs> in the game it was disappointing yeah but they got to do their own thing i'll i'll the i kind of like biker tombstone i like biker tombstone cool. too <laughs> like that's a cool i'd wear that jacket right he was i was like he's pretty cool um i do like him he's i don't think he's ever really gotten a good shake in the comics either so like this no. is the best he's ever gonna get it the only shake he got was his relationship with Robbie Roberts, which apparently Nick Spencer is going to be doing again in the comics. And I wish if Spectacular had continued, we, we got to have crossed those two worlds over. Yeah, they should have done that. Uh, Super Pooper loved how villain uh, factions were created. Yeah. That opera episode with Chef's Kiss, the pacing was just oh. agreed. That's, oh. That opera episode, holy crap. Amazing. I was like, this is amazing. Like, what, what are you doing? The musical like choices where the opera literally takes over the finale and it reflects what's going on in the plot and how none of the villain factions called the meeting. It's like, I thought you did. No, I thought you did. Ah, we got to fight now. Yep. Uh, Shockvox, ultimate and current Spidey show, was has either Peter looking at the camera, pause the show and say what he's uh, thinking or just has him say his thoughts out loud. Spectacular, let Peter think. Agreed. That makes me feel angry. You can't just announce how your characters are feeling. That's <laughs> that's that show. That's that every other show. Uh, you know, although I don't, I, I did miss him yelling spider sense. Uh, Sean D, what do you mean save Spider-Man? Is something wrong? It's save Spectacular Spider-Man. It's a cartoon show from 2008-2009. Uh, it's a great show. Check it out. Yes, something uh, is wrong. Spider-Man, he's sick. He's got yeah. the glaucoma. The chronic Mr. O, I remember my mind being blown when Norman Osborn revealed he broke Harry's ankle oh. and framed him as the goblin. Amazing oh. depiction. Yeah, that, I was like, okay. They can get away with more than I thought. 
Like, That's pretty amazing. I assaulted my own child. Also, too, Harry's mom is in that show. Doesn't get anything to say, but she, I love that she exists. I love that she never says anything. But like every time she's about to say something, they like turn it into a joke. They're like, no. Same with Hobie Brown. Also, that's a running joke. He almost gets to say something that doesn't. Yeah. Also, Prowler. Get Prowler into the show. Yeah. Uh, Philip Kelton. I think the original Venom was also interest, but he is hard to point down uh, because it's very sci-fi take on toxic relationships. Yeah. Veg, I mean, you know, it's 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 a little. There, there's some depth there, I'd say, because uh, Eddie and the symbiote affect each other in very intimate way and fuse themselves on a biological level. Yeah. I I, I understand. I get it. I'm just saying that Eddie is, an un- is a one-dimensional character. Yeah, this show gave him more depth and complexity and made him sympathetic at times, but then made you lose that sympathy for him by how he acted. Exactly. And he goes on to say the social conditioning that Eddie and the symbiote are going to throw yeah. and implied by the act of them creating a single being inside the world. But yeah, no, I know. It's 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 cool. It's Listen. like it, there there are there is a little bit of depth to, to Venom as a character. I'm saying Eddie is one-dimensional. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm going to continue to say it so you can... You know, you can, you can hang on to that. I mean, clearly history has shown people like Venom and he keeps coming back in things. Exactly. Like, yeah, me saying like, yeah, Venom is kind of like, well, like it, it, I, I'm on the I'm on the outs with that. Uh, Gavin Scott, I think we're here. Yeah, Spectacular and Ultimate are both my favorite versions of Spider-Man. Love them growing up. But as a 17 year old high school, it was all too relatable. Spider-Man, like I, I can't even imagine like because there's never been a Spider-Man when I was in high school True. or at least when I was reading it, like I skipped ultimate. I didn't catch it until much later. And I read all the trades at once. Uh, but I can imagine being in high school and reading ultimate Spider-Man oh, would have yeah. been very different. My life would have been very different. Real uh, TB. Will we ever see Neil Patrick Harris voicing, voicing Peter Parker again? Like in the short lived MTV series, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed that show. Hope you and yours are doing well. Well, TB, I'll tell you this. If you pick up Spider-Man, I think it's Web of Shadows, or yeah, it's, it's the one that's written by Dan Slott. He plays Spider-Man in that. Was it that, or was it Shattered Dimensions? Shattered Dimensions. Yeah, Web of Shadows is the one where like you have the symbiote. You could be bad or good. Yeah, yeah. Shattered Dimensions. He plays Spider-Man in that, and he's he's fun. He does a good job. But it's funny. I thought Neil Patrick Harris was a perfect choice too, and then I played that game. I was like, nah, he's fine. Like, I, I like the other guys. I like Keaton more. Hey, if Spider-Verse keeps being a thing, maybe we can get him in there somewhere as a Why one-off. Not? Shockvox, Spectacular's quips are next level. Spider-Man, wait, wait, Rhino, huh? Pulls weight rack on him. Wait! <laughs> yeah, lots of good. The, the one with Mysterio when they're fighting on Christmas, and he's like, oh, you know, you are the master of premature glotilation. <laughs> what, did you make a premature ejaculation joke in this yeah. kid's cartoon? Holy did shit. you? Just- <laughs> like, shh, don't tell anybody. Uh, Speed Vescu scoring the climactic fight between Spider-Man and Tombstone solely by classic opera music oh. with no other sound effects or the like is probably the most artistic superhero fight. It ever. really is. Certainly in a cartoon. Wiseman and those guys are just on another level with their references and just the artistry they put into uh, the final episode set to Midsummer's Night Dream and the one before that set between a bunch of Shakespeare quotes and how that kind of relates to what's happening in the yeah. episode. Where it's like, wow, this is way smarter than it needed to be. And thank you, uh, Wiseman and company, for trying to educate the children and, you know, put a little culture in their superhero cartoon. <laughs> totally. Uh, Heartless Fang rewatched the 90s cartoon over the summer, and I'd love to see Comic Pop Crew tackle some of those ridiculous episodes. We did a commentary for the first episode. Uh, it's somewhere out there. You can you can you can find it if you look hard enough. Uh, Jack O'Connell, hi. Hope you're both well. I, I'd say we are. 
Uh, Spectacular Spider-Man is definitely the best Marvel cartoon. I'd say it's neck and neck. EMH and Spectacular Spider-Man are, for me, equally excellent shows. They are are the, the pinnacle of their animation. Uh, Tommy Gunn Craven was at its best when he was a guy who died in the eighties. <laughs> I mean, many people would agree, myself included. I uh, mean, Spencer arguably agrees because that's what uh, he put him in the ground. Because that's what that story was all about. That last crisis. No, that Craven died. This is a new Craven. Yes, this is this is the Craven that everyone else is going to use and isn't going to remember that I killed. Uh, no Aode says, screw spectacular Spider-Man. Bring back Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Why not both? Why we gotta choose. Right? Uh, Ali Alziati, spec for me is best Spider-Man adaptation because I think it's closely re- retains the spirit of the source material and the spirit of the character. Agreed. Agreed. 100% agree. Uh, Kasanga Cherry Clark, I can't describe in words how badly I want to stick around and, po- and politic, <laughs> uh, especially about Spidey, but I'm at work until three. Love uh, one love, stay frosty. You too, Kasanga. Thank you very much, man. Uh, Ruben Gonzalez, Spectacular Spider-Man was incredible. Wish Carnage was in it. <laughs> also, I'm looking f- to move the East Coast. What's better, New York or New Jersey? Spidey probably would say New York. Oh, absolutely. Spider-Man's a New Yorker through and through. I'm not New Jersey uh, through and through. I think the taxes might be better in New York. Uh, you know, but uh, a lot of people, you know, commute to New York from New Jersey. So, you know, you'll have to here. do don't trust my don't take my word for it. I've only lived in two states and, uh, you know, the it's so different between the two of them that, uh, you know, I would do the research, especially in, in terms of moving. Um, I only hear horror stories about New York real estate where it's like, hey, two grand and you can live in this shoebox. Yeah, uh, pass. <laughs> uh, Rusky, is there will would there be any hur- legal hurdles to bringing it back? Any? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, that's the real that's the real dilemma, isn't it? Is that like hashtag save spectacular Spider-Man is asking a lot because the show is effectively dead for all these purposes. For one, it's 11 years old. Yes. For two, everyone involved is on other projects. Greg Wiseman is doing young justice. Yet another show that you never thought would be resurrected. You might be able to get Victor cook and you might be able to get some of those other people, but you wouldn't be working off his series Bible anymore that had like five seasons planned out. And everyone on the show, everyone who voice casted that show, everyone is voice acting in that show. Not all of them will be able to come back. Yeah. A lot of them have gone on to other projects. Number four, TV is different now. Very. What network would it be on? Certainly not Kids WB. <laughs> uh, if it would be on a network, would it be on a streaming service? Would it be direct to digital? I, I I heard rumors that the numbers on Disney Plus for the X Men animated series are so good mm. that they're considering bringing back that show, which is like, weird and interesting. That one, not Wolverine and the X Men, not X Men Evolution, but the X Men animated series, because a couple of those actors aren't here anymore. Yeah. And that, and the showrunners, they're, they're all on other things or they're out of the business entirely. Like you can't bring that show back one to one. And as we saw with young justice too, even when you do get the show back that you wanted, sometimes it's not the same show anymore because we don't have the same money to put behind it because we ain't making toys anymore out of it. So it yeah. doesn't need to be that flashy and that action packed. And I mean, look, I'm just saying 
expect a lot more Star Trek X episodes where people <laughs> just walk down hallways and talk to each other. Yeah, a lot more drama for Spider-Man. A lot more personal, intimate drama for Spider-Man. A lot more Daily Bugle action going on. Yeah, really. It's, it's going to be an Aaron Sorkin show now. <laughs> I would watch the hell out of an... Dear Disney, <laughs> call Aaron Sorkin and J.K. Simmons. Oh, Make oh. a Daily Bugle show. Oh my God, please. Um, just that's just that snappy. That's just that Aaron Sorkin. I will give you money. I mean, uh, look, Jay, I mean, Jameson, he's the originator of fake news. You can't do anything with that. <laughs> right, please. Uh, now, I, I, I honestly don't think just also the, and the other problem, of course, being that like if Disney was interested in no effort, to just cash in on a Spider-Man cartoon, they would have just left the show alone. Also that. They canceled it, and they made their own show. Which shows a little level of disdain, because they still see it as a Sony thing. That's that Sony show they made. That's the problem, is one of the things I've very much learned being adjacent to the entertainment industry, uh, and having access to people who do directly work in the entertainment industry. A lot of ego, and a lot very. of like... A lot of real, really weird, creepy personal stakes where it's not enough to just say, you will make this much money and you will have this much audience if you make this one thing or if you bring back this one thing. A lot of people, or maybe just a small amount of people who are right at the top, feel personally insulted or in, or invested in yes. certain things like that where they're like no oh, yeah. but i killed that show i'm not gonna i'm not gonna eat crow and bring it back and no one's gonna give you a hard time about it no one's gonna be like aren't you the executive who canceled spectacular no you're bringing it back what an asshole like no one's gonna do that no one's gonna know you did that at all no but i'll know and that's all that matters. It's just that level of like but but who cares in every single corner of the entertainment industry mm-hmm the show is never coming back. Now, that doesn't mean I'm all doom and gloom. Hashtag say spectacular Spider-Man could mean more. Yeah. I say this. We've heard it in this chat. Bring back spectacular Spider-Man in everything but the name and the format, right? Don't make it a show and don't call it spectacular Spider-Man. Don't call it a comeback. (laughs) We've been here for years. What I'm telling you is you fold it in. They want to bring back the X-Men animated series. They want to bring back a good Avengers cartoon. You call it the Marvel animated universe. You bring them all back. And how do you bring them all back? Well, you call, you cherry pick your voice actors. Mm -hmm. You cherry pick your executives. Now, who has expertly executed all this stuff? Well, Victor Cook's pretty good at it. Greg Wiseman's pretty good at it. Got a lot of experience. Knows how to work with a good team. Got a lot of juggling of talent. Plan stuff way in advanced. Plan, yeah, planning and coordination. And so what you do is you execute the Marvel animated universe and you make episodic films, not unlike the DC animated universes. Yeah. And you just you have and and you have a roster. This is my cast. It's everyone from Spectacular. It's everyone from Avengers. It's everyone from X Men. Whatever X Men you want to use, I would recommend Wolverine and the X Men. But that's just me. Uh, but you, and you just fold it all in and you coordinate it. You go this year or the next two years are making these movies, right? It's going to require these characters. 
or this cast. That's and those those people, those crews, they all know what they're working on for the next two years. So they're they're happy to sign it. I'm in. I'm, I'm getting paid for this amount of time. And then you just then you just keep it up. And you just roll also, them out. I like it a lot. You also have that uh, Marvel What If series. Hey, here's a What If. What if Spectacular Spider-Man <laughs> was never canceled and we do right? another episode? Well, and and the Marvel What If is a good indication because here's the thing: like Marvel TV under Jeff Loeb, uh, Marvel TV Disney Plus, like that's the or Disney Disney XD. These are the show. They, they, they made Ultimate Spider-Man for Disney XD, a channel dedicated to Disney cartoons or Disney yeah. TV programming. Those days are over. And all the money that has been put in, the gross national income of small mm-hmm. nations was mm-hmm. put into making a streaming service to get everybody, children, adults, geriatrics, everybody watching their, their, their Netflix competitor. So you get a lot more leeway and it's directly in, connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's directly under Kevin Feige's purview. So there is no, there's no ego bullshit. There's no, oh, well, Jeff Lowe's making this. And if it's more successful than this, then I'm going to look like an asshole. None of that. It's all under one umbrella. And if Marvel What If is successful in terms of viewership. Which it sure looks like it could be. Which it looks like it could be. uh, Then you could have them go, no, as it turns out, making animation is uh, is a viable alternative for us. For Disney. (laughs) <laughs> so that's i think that's the way to save ultimate save spider-man spectacular spider-man is by by hiding it in the corpse of something else and then like just it. getting it through the doors and then letting it free i like it a lot haha we got you right. actually yeah, how we brought Spider-Man. it back <laughs> and like i don't care we're all making money i know i know i know that's the point <laughs> algae try good show hell yeah thanks algae uh Jack O'Connell, one thing I really appreciate was that Peter was a tool on a number of occasions, but still a good mm. person. No other adaptations got that right. I guess that's fair. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he, he jerks around the women in his life quite consistently in that show. This is true. He's a bad friend to Harry. He's a bad friend to Eddie for a lot of it. Yes, yes. Proto Shag 46, which scenes from the movies outside of Raimi would you like to have animated in Spectacular? Like final, uh, like Far From Home's final swing would have been sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, I just want to see comic book moments moving. That's, yeah, like, the movie, they did all that shit. It's moving. I got it. And honestly, if Spider-Man's moving in a live-action movie, it's a cartoon anyway. Yeah. So, I'll take the I'll take the comic stuff. Uh, Nick Smith, I would like it if they brought the show similar to Young Justice, more adult, but feels like the original, would be easier for Carnage. Breed. Mm-hmm. Now that's the thing, is that Young Justice came back on D- on DC's own streaming service. Yeah. So there is the possibility that Disney could, I don't know, buy Spectacular Spider-Man from Sony. You see, that's the thing is that they don't own it, so they that's can't. The biggest turtle. Like you notice that there's no Spider-Man movies on Disney Plus. That's so no. Sony's movies that they're gonna go on Sony's streaming service, which I'm sure yeah. will come out. One there's day. no Spectacular Spider-Man on Disney Plus either, so they can't get the data. It came back to Netflix, which is why everyone is talking about it now because it came back to Netflix for a minute. Yeah, you can watch Spider-Man, Spider-Man is Amazing Friends, '90s cartoon Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man, and Marvel Spider-Man all on Disney Plus, or you can watch spectacular on D- on on netflix i'm sure that if and here's the thing if it if disney knew the numbers of subscribers for netflix to get that show they might make a deal quite possibly uh, rufus justice or rufus juice says would have loved to have seen the adaptation of the wall 
I don't know what that means. Yeah, which one was that? Which Spider-Man story was the wall? Maybe he means the uh, the Pink Floyd album. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Spider-Man yeah. does Pink Floyd. I'm down with that. Right? Super Pooper, would you want to see Miles by the same team instead? Uh, uh, if I were ever going to want to see a Miles show, it would be from this team. That's a pretty fair compromise. Look, we can't give you Spectacular Spider-Man back, but we can give you Miles Morales the Spectacular Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I'll oh, take right? it. I, I, I'll, I would watch that uh sean d that's not even the only one i've heard of the animated series is supposed to be coming back as well according to kevin smith on watchtower database at I least yeah i uh i don't buy that for a second or if it if 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 he's heard it who knows how old that information is see i took that to mean too it's like we're developing a new batman show because people still love batman the animated series all this time and admittedly it's been a bit since we've had just a standalone batman cartoon uh, I think it's. I think the last thing I ever want to see is Bruce Tim involved with another spy, with another Batman cartoon in a really? vacuum. Yeah, he made that movie in the Batman animated series universe with Harley Quinn, where she shakes oh, her boobs yeah. at the camera. Oh yeah, and farts in the car, but sings Blondie though. Yeah, that's not a compromise. <laughs> uh, but I if, forgot like, that was him. <laughs> If 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 uh, if Eric Rondomsky and Kevin Altieri and Paul Dini and Bruce Tim want to come back and make a Batman in sequel, I'm still skeptical because I don't like season four. I imagine they would just produce it at this point in their career. They'd be like, look, we'll produce it. Dini will write some scripts, but we're passing it off to a new younger generation who grew up with it. I'll take that over letting Bruce Tim like do whatever he's going to do, which I don't want to see. Also, no Brian Azzarello either. Mm. Uh, Sean D, but that theme was nasty. Can it can it return to? <laughs> yeah. I agree. It slapped, as the children say. It did. It slapped. Yeah, it pops. Um, the RLC comics. How would you guys feel if they show eventually introduce Daredevil or other street level superheroes? Would have been I'd cool. Love it. I mean, like, here's the thing: is that they more or less did when he appeared in Earth's Mightiest Heroes because Power Man and Iron Fist are on that show. Heck, uh, they were introducing the Jackal. I wonder, would they jump right to clones or would they do some other early Jackal stories where it's like, oh, I found this guy named Frank Castle. Go get him. I would love Punisher in the show, especially if he's introduced as a villain, like tool by the Jackal. That'd be really great. And if they could do Silver Sable, who also just had guns and everything else, surely they could do him. Now, I heard an interesting thing. Apparently, for the for certain DVD releases of that show, whenever they'd have laser guns, they would actually put like real gun sound effects in only for the DVD, but the Netflix version doesn't seem to have those. They still uh, seem to have laser sound effects. Are there laser pistols in Spectacular? I, don't, I didn't even notice. Uh, yeah, what is it? Uh, Tombstone, he's got like a laser Tommy gun, and there's some other things that look like real guns but shoot lasers. Damn it. <laughs> Silver Sable has a cool weapon. It's like a big, like Frank Liefeld gun that just like shoots freaking, uh, what is it? Uh, staples. Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Rob Liefeld. Rob Liefeld. <laughs> you, Sorry. you, you combine Frank, Frank Castle and Rob Liefeld. My uh, God, Frank Liefeld. He fights crime and can't draw feet. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put crime in a pouch. <laughs> but so uh, I think we our next project. We got it. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this after the fact, let us know in the comments down below. What is your favorite episode of Spectacular Spider-Man? Uh, it's an excellent show. It's one of those things. I think the other problem with saving Spectacular Spider-Man is that because it like it existed, I think if it got five seasons, people would still be like hashtag save Spectacular Spider-Man because yeah. it was just so good. Agreed. And 
I'm afraid of having too much of a good thing because eventually, like in TV, some asshole shows up to try and fix it, and it's like, <laughs> oh well, you you got you got to skip season five, you got to skip season whatever. Like gas leak year. Yeah, you don't want gas leak years in your perfect cartoons, uh, and I fear that Spectacular Spider-Man would become a victim of its own success. Mm. But I do love that we do we have a perfect show we got two seasons of a great show amazing voice casting good animation uh and if you are willing to pony up the dough some really uh fun action figures based yeah, on really. <laughs> but uh but yeah uh it's 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 one of those bottle shows where it's like it's time it, it you know it's the salad days it's time it's kind will never come again uh, mm-hmm. but hopefully not hopefully maybe there'll be a way to bring it back or give it or give it new life. But even if it doesn't preservation is key. The, tri- the, the trick is, you know, even if they won't save it, can't save it, won't adapt it, turn into something else at the very least, make it available. Yeah, and, but it's somewhere where people can watch it, yeah, make it available, make it and make it in its purest form, make it high resolution, put the bullet sound effects back in, <laughs> uh, make it as honest as possible, but give it to the widest possible audience. And I think on Netflix, great opportunity, perfect place for it. Absolutely. I mean, clearly more people are watching it now than ever, which is what got this hashtag started. People are like, wait, this was great. What do you mean they didn't make any more of this? Yeah, but I want it to be new when I'm watching it. It's like, yeah, for real. I hear you. I wish it were. But uh, yeah. So thank you all so much for hanging out with us. And we'll see you guys next week. with another. Well, no, not next week, but the following week with another episode of Elseworlds Exchange. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure to like the video. It helps us out. Subscribe for more. And uh, ke- check us out over on patreon.com slash compop where there's a bonus show where Joel and I just keep talking for like another little while. So we'll see you guys there. And uh, so long. <laughs> <laughs>